the curse of the coffee. I one of these days. I or you probably take just, that somewhere and get it. Sometimes out I just like don't think you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, that's most times, really, <laughs> if you think about it. Welcome, Welcome, everybody, to the Two by Two podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Harold, and we are from Burlington Baptist Church, and we are brought to you today by CrossFit Northern Kentucky. I have my CrossFit Northern Kentucky shirt, one of them that yeah. I have. Uh, they were nice enough to sell me this, our sponsor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Andrew's giving me a couple shirts over there, and uh, they're awesome. And uh, I'm praying for them. I'm I'm nervous about. I don't want to get too too into it, but I'm, I'm nervous about um, them being, you know, a, a four person owned gym who we're very close to. With them kind of talking about some, yeah, close downs coming down. They, they didn't. They didn't. Most of the smaller gyms didn't fare super well the first time. I'm so sure. I'm always praying for them. And then Kentucky yeah. Olive. In their new location. At their new location. Yep. We, I, they, opened up, that. they opened up last week down on 42. Yeah. it's Oh, it's at the corner of Weaver and 42, right? I think so. Yep. Yeah, hopeful, hopeful in 42 in the plaza, Kentucky Olive, for all of your oil and balsamic needs. They look like a, a neat location. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. And pray for Tom's son, Sam Samuel. Uh, he's going to yep. have surgery Wednesday morning. Uh, got some lesions in his uh, spine. And I know Tom's really worried about him. Sure. We want to pray for, for Samuel. Absolutely. And Tattoo Tina's still the only tattoo shop to sponsor a church podcast, as far as we know. We're just saying that because we don't really know as that. As far but, as we know. But as far as we know. Uh, Serious Archery Products and Tough Head Broadheads. That's uh, our buddy Seth. Again, he hasn't gotten any of my money recently, but I think that's because he got so much of it at, well, at the start. Season's coming. Yeah, I'm ready, though. I'm, I got all my stuff ready. I don't need anything else right now. All right, right. No, I don't. but uh, and uh, and for our buddy at Steak and Shake, brother Michael Steak and Shake, brother Michael's down in Florida this week. Yeah, enjoying his family. He's, he's still encouraging me from Florida. He texts me on family he, every Saturday. He encourages me too. Yeah, he's awesome. Just praying for you. And yep, that's awesome. And from our friends in Answers in Genesis, Genesis, who we love, and I know that Jonathan spent some time down at the Ark and uh, went down there with brother Johnny Hunt. Johnny Hunt's down good. there and so. Kentucky Baptist, and so that's awesome. Do you want to talk about? What's going on with you, Dr. President? Best? <laughs> President, doctor? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, somebody wants to nominate me for president of the Kentucky Baptist Convention, and uh, that that's in November. And uh, it, it's not like a, a new job. It's just something you do while you still pastor, and you, you kind of attend a lot of uh, committee meetings, and you kind of assign some chair people, and you moderate the annual meeting. And you just kind of deal with whatever else might come up in a given year. So uh, I'm humbled to be asked. Uh, not not something that I've like always dreamed of or anything, nothing like that. But uh, it's it's something for someone to ask you to consider doing that. And so uh, that will uh, take place in November. And if I got elected, it would be November to November. And uh, so so two things. Number one, I've never seen anybody so uncomfortable to talk about themselves. <laughs> number two number two this gives me one more opportunity to mess with you because i can now call you reverend dr president yeah yeah and and number three i'm and this is a serious one for real i'm i'm excited about because i know how i know how passionate you are about pastors and i know yeah. i know that, that that pastoring is a big thing to you and to do that for other pastors is really cool so yeah. and yeah i'd hope to be able to encourage you know a lot of discouraged pastors right now and a lot of church division over covid sure. and you know, a lot of pastors got kind of stuck in the middle because they offended some people by 
you know, not being strong enough with mask or against mask or with vaccinations or, you know. or just a lot of stuff. And everybody has a different opinion and a lot of, and not just pastors, but a lot of people got stuck in the middle of that. And sure. so some are a little discouraged and stuff. So uh, if I could help with that, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to pass up an opportunity uh, and it, it would surely be out of my comfort zone. So, uh, <laughs> but the Lord often does that. He calls us to get out of our comfort zone and trust him. And so that, that part of it's exciting to, to know that. Uh, I am excited also because we get to go down there and play. At the end of your, every, at the end of your term, yeah, that'd be awesome. So, so yeah, so anyway, Reverend Doctor, the will, Pastor. Lord's will, be done there. President, let me pray. You do it. <laughs> Lord bless this time. Thank you for our listeners, our sponsors. Uh, we lift up uh, Sam and uh, his surgery tomorrow. I know Tom yeah. is really concerned about that. We pray for a good outcome there, and uh, we're praying for lots of folks, uh, some in our church, and some got some good news last week, and, and others will be getting news this week, and, and Lord, we continue to see people saved, and we just rejoice in that. Thank you for saving Matt and um, Kyle this week and his baptism, and uh, Lord, you're good, and uh, we love you, and uh, bless this time, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So that Matt's a... That's a that's my favorite. That was my favorite story. This that was a good day. I I, I kind of rode a, I kind of rode a wave of excitement. Yeah. pretty much all day on that one. I was, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, so, not, and I didn't do anything other than inviting the church and talk to him. I yeah. mean, I you know I had nothing, no part of that. But it was just so amazing to kind of finally see. Yeah, you know, God's really. Uh, last year we talked about who's your one and getting someone you're praying for and and. Uh, well, I, I got to see Jay last year, and mm-hmm. then Ken Sharp, uh, Sharp and then Matt, mm-hmm. and uh, y- you know, and and again, I kind of get to pick some sometimes that I think maybe God's already doing some things in their life, right. which is cool. But uh, to see them uh, <laughs> trust the Lord and be baptized is awesome. Yeah, you know, we me and Matt were talking about it after service, and I told him, he probably. I mean, I've known him for years, and and for some reason he he would leave the barbershop and he would say, "Toodles, let's see you in church." We well, never come. Yeah. So one day I said, one day you're gonna come, and uh, I just keep inviting him. Yeah. Like you know, we're there every every Sunday. You know, I, yeah. at the time I think it was nine and nine and ten thirty or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, finally he's like, you know, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna come. That's awesome. Yeah, he had some stuff going on, and I said, just come in and hang out. And he yeah, he knew some people. Uh, he's yeah. made some really good friends too. He's yeah. friends with Jeff Rayford and, yeah. and them guys. He it's, came to your ordination. Yeah. Tonight, all dressed yeah. up. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a great. He's a and he's a great yeah, guy. I've, I've enjoyed getting to know him. Yeah. And, uh, so that's but, awesome. So, enough about enough about that. Uh, let's talk about. I, first of all, good job, Sunday. Thank you. Taking these examples, going back and 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 freshening everybody up on what's going on and the specific thing that he's talking about with each of them. I thought you did a really good job with that. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. you. You know, yep. you you kind of worry about it being a little dry and a little deep. And you're talking about a whole lot of different things. And uh, so for that, uh, Jude has been a little tough, but people have received it well. And so Jude is saying, contend for the faith. And then he's given us a ton of examples from the from the Old Testament and other places and saying, you know, Israel didn't believe. The angels didn't like their position. And so they rebelled. Sodom and Gomorrah was wicked. And then he talks about these uh, false teachers. They're like waterless clouds. You know, they... They promise, but they don't deliver. Right. They're like waves that bring up this. They make a lot of noise, and they bring in some filth. <laughs> uh, and, and then they're they're like uh, like shooting stars. They're here and they're gone. Sometimes, but they do a lot of damage. Yep. And so Judas kind of, I, you know, and we don't know all the details of. He said, "I like to write about salvation, but but these these 
uh, false teachers are kind of crept in, and he feels obligated to do that. And so, I mean, the the story for us is to you know to pay attention to what's being taught right. and uh, keep your eyes open because these people come in and they they do some damage and they lead people astray, and a lot of times they're greedy, mm-hmm. immoral. Uh, that's usually some fruit of their lives, right. and uh, so we're to watch out for that. And uh, watch out for it in our own hearts. Sure. Uh, you know, I've had people yeah. talk to me about one of the characteristics is grumbling. And, uh, you know, I've had some people say, you know, I'm, I do a lot of grumbling. And uh, so stop. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> don't just stop doing that. It's that easy, everybody. And we can stop. We can stop now. You can. Yeah. You know. do, do all things without grumbling and complaining is what Paul said. And. Uh, Jude said that's a characteristic of false teachers, and we have to guard ourselves from that because you know we watch the news, and if you watch too much, you you you're mad, and uh, pray and 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 let your voice be heard, stand for righteousness, uh, but you know guard yourself from constantly grumbling, and it's not a fruit of the spirit. It's, no, it's not. Yeah, I constantly when you were, when you were talking about it, I was, I was thinking to my to myself, um, and, and as in as in today application i think sometimes for me the news media i won't say the news the the media itself can can become kind of a false a false kind of a profit for me right yeah because you're getting all of this information and 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 i don't know i'm not one of these conspiracy theorist people but I, i you know i'm also not dumb yeah i look at it and go well this what what standpoint is this story being told can someone just deliver the information right? yeah and a lot of this information seems to go directly against what what god kind of talks about in, in his word so for me a lot of times i think i have to watch out for that because i'll get sucked in you know i'll get yeah. sucked into something and i'll spend four hours researching something i'm like what am i do- you know what am i doing this is dumb yeah so i have to i have to kind of guard against that from 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 time to time sure and um well, and the, a couple of things. These false teachers, they, they don't really want to submit to authority. we we got to guard ourselves against that. And some people say, well, what do you mean? Uh, you know, if, if the authorities tell us to do something that's contrary to the Word of God, then we're to, we're to obey God rather than man. Mm-hmm. But we we do have some mandates in Romans 13 and other places to, mm-hmm. to be under authority. And yep. uh, that, that God establishes authority. And so balancing that is yep. is, is, is tricky sometimes. Uh but uh, we we want to come under the word of God and and try to do that. And uh, we, along with that, we, we you know this came up in our Sunday school class. We were except a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about where where um, Peter and John were preaching the gospel, and they got thrown in jail, mm-hmm. and then they got let out of jail. God God opened the doors. And, and instead, well, the angel came in and, and said, hey, instead of running out of here, why don't you go right back into the center of town yeah. and preach the gospel again? Yeah. Directly against authority. Well, of course, it came up. Well, what about Romans 113? Submit to authority. And I said, well, I said, I think you can draw a, a conclusion of they are following yeah. the example of God. When you can, you know. Right. And they said we got to obey God rather than man. Yes. So, you know, we're to proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if the if the authorities say you can't do that, then you got to say, "Well, listen, he, I have a higher authority on this one, right? And I'm going right. to do what God says first. Right. And uh, if you all will come in alignment with God, then yeah. then we'll uh, we'll respect that." I would tell any anybody who's listening, 
that's talking about, especially with all of the things that the government's kind of handing out now, you, you better be sure that it's in God's word before you try to stand on, yeah. hey, this is what God's told me to do. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. If he if he did, it's in here. Yeah. So, and and Jude gives us some warnings of just some things that these people sometimes do, but they're like hidden reefs. I mean, they kind of operate kind of under the surface a little right. bit, and they're they're dangerous, uh, but they don't. You know, they don't, like I said, they don't come in the front door and say, "Hey, we're going to lead you all astray, right? Or we're going to divide you all, or we're going to no." They kind of work under the and they're. Concerned about themselves, they're they're shepherds who want to feed themselves. Uh, they're greedy, uh, and so be on the lookout for those kind of things uh, because they're warning signs that there's some deeper spiritual issues. Right. Uh, and and there's some of these things we had to guard ourselves against. Like getting the grumbling, the uh, arrogant words, flattering people. Uh, you know, these people often you know love flattery, sure. and love to draw a crowd, love to get people on their side divisive mm-hmm. um, care about themselves greedy and so he's given us the last couple of weeks a lot of characteristics of uh pretenders they're not believers they're they, they might you know pretend to be but they they've got these other uh things that are more important than than the lord in their life they're fruitless <laughs> twice dead uprooted you know you go there's no fruit they they might even look like good but there's no fruit uh, listen it's not funny, but you, you reminded me, I listened to a podcast. Uh, it's actually the guys that remember the the group that I'm going to do in that long trail run Yeah, in September. And they, they, they mentioned a specific, uh, televangelist and and you've kind of just described him pretty much. Yeah. uh, Exactly. Uh, what, you know, he got, he was kind of in front of a group of people and they asked him, Hey, what about, uh, you know, this money that's going to, this ministry in Canada and he kind of dodged the question and yeah. spoke in tongues to kind of throw them off. And yeah. so, you know, it, you, you do have to be careful. And yeah. I mean, it, it's really bad too, because I think sometimes the assumption is to like, especially when you have a pastor or a church that becomes extremely popular. Yeah. It, does it sometimes for me? And, and I mean, this is, I'm just speaking personally. I'll listen to them on YouTube or I'll go to their, you know, uh, podcast and I'll listen to kind of the sermons. And it's like, I'm very cautious to go, why are, why is there 10,000 people going to this church? Yeah. Is there something that they're teaching that's not right? So, and I think that's not bad. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times I get in there and I'm like, oh, I enjoyed this message. Oh, the guy's a yeah. very dynamic speaker and, you know, he seems yeah. to be right along the lines with the Bible. Well, this morning I was listening to Gary Newhoff podcast from uh, the guy that uh, was up at uh, Willow Creek. He was going to be the pastor after Bill Hybel, right. and then all the allegations against him, and uh, it, it just went downhill. He didn't know any of that was going on, and of course he he resigned himself. But uh, you know that pride, really, when sometimes when we're blessed in ministry, uh, and we could you know make a long list of people who you know Driscoll and yeah. McDonald and yeah. Hybels, and I mean some of the, I, I think they probably started out with right intentions. Couple of real recent people too. Yeah, you know, and and we get puffed up and prideful, and it, then we do away with accountability, and we we think we're above the we're above kind of accountability, and we, you know, Paul says, "Let him who stands take heed lest he falls," and we forget about that, right? And uh, and then as we get this following, we think, well, you know, you mind your own business. Uh, I'm not prideful. I'm, right. You know, I'm just. Gifted, I'm a leader, right? And 
mean, the enemy take you out. The enemy will take you out when you get puffed up. And there's all kinds of warnings about uh, God gives grace to the humble, but he, I mean, he opposes the proud. Right. And uh, and so we just got to guard ourselves with pride in our hearts. Uh, yeah. And we see it in scriptures. We see, you know, David, David. I mean, tons of examples of people right. who got prideful and they fell. And, and it we, wasn't false. It wasn't necessarily false teaching. Yeah. It was just that that human pride side took yeah. over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and kind of get back on the, uh, the, the false teaching thing. Uh, Second Thessalonians, uh, at the beginning of that, when Paul's addressing the church, he basically says, Hey, there's been a few people. Yeah. So if you want, you know, if you guys, if there's anybody listening to this that, that does a little bit of research, if you want a good, uh, short, but it's a short book, read through that. And I mean, that, yeah. that had that church upside down. Yeah. They had a guy come through that they thought was like Paul and he gave him this letter that wasn't really from Paul and they, you know, false teacher. Yeah. And, and I mean, they were upside down and beside themselves from, yeah. from, from that. Peter, Peter warns about false teachers. Yep. Uh, Paul says, you know, to the Ephesian elders, there's going to come some savage wolves. They're going to come in here and try to tear you up. And so we just, we got to be on guard against those things. And, uh, and as we end this week, it's just about here, here's how I want you to contend for the faith. Be, be on the lookout for these kind of things the last couple of weeks right. and then continue to build yourself up and grow and pray and, uh, rescue others. Um, so we, in verse 14, I'm, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Uh, Jude has a, uh, prophecy from Enoch. And uh, Enoch is in Genesis. He walked with God. He was not for God. God took him. And so he walked so close to God that God just took him home. And so that's that's amazing. He he pleased God. He walked with God. Anyway, uh, so we have somebody important's dad, too, right? He's a great grandfather. Noah, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 So uh, we we have a record of his life in Old Testament. We have uh, mention of him in Hebrews. But this particular prophecy that Jude has is not in the scriptures. And so it comes from uh, First Enoch. And so uh, some people ask sometimes, well, what about like he's making reference to something that's not in scriptures? And uh, so we, we would say that there are historical books out there that are true and good and we Absolutely. should read them. And, uh, so so we, didn't, we didn't talk about this. Prior to, we didn't really have a lot. We just kind of said we're going to do this. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, Enoch is also one of the books uh, that they use for historical reference for some of the things in dating, right? And that they talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. so when I had my Old Testament, um, my Old Testament survey class, uh, the, you know, the Catholics still use Maccabees and they still mm-hmm. use quite a bit of these books. But as far as Old Testament books go, Enoch, Enoch was used because if you look at timelines of, of, and I think probably the answers in Genesis people could answer this a little bit better. You, you know what I mean? But they used that because they said, here is a person who lived this long and this long, and he actually wrote some stuff down. Well, Adam would have been alive, I think. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that Enoch would have been alive while Adam was still living. Oh. Going by the timeline of Enoch, Methuselah, Adam, you know, lived yeah. this many years. Yeah. I think if you, if you span it out, he would have still been alive yeah. when Adam was there. So so his book was used for reference, but it didn't make the Old Testament canon. Right. So if that makes a sense. few things I would say there. Again, seventh from Adam. Right. And and again in the genealogies, they're they're not always they don't always get every 
sometimes they just they show you the line mm-hmm. and they skip some because they you know they don't want to write down eighty four names. <laughs> they, <laughs> yes. So we get that in Matthew, and so right. we're, we're not sure it's you know there was just seven, but we know right. you know he came from Adam and he's in the line of Noah, and so we know that uh, some might even date uh, the book of First Enoch, maybe third or fourth century BC, right? Which is much later than when he lived. And they would say, oh, these things was passed down orally. Right. And at some point, somebody said, well, we need to record these things. Right. Because, right. you know, who's who's going to know it if we don't record it? And so uh, th- there's some of those questions. And so there was a big study. I mean, there's a big di- discussion about how these particular 66 books you know all the investigation and deciding there, there wasn't just one big study there was multiple yeah, big studies yeah. right and then the, the biggest one coming around what 315 ad is when they for the, yeah yeah because yeah. so, they had the septuagint and then they which is catholics still greek, use quite a bit of the septuagint right and then that was a am i saying that right greek translation of the old testament right. so they took the hebrew and brought it into greek and uh and, and some of our English translations are from the Septuagint. If oh, you say it way way better than me. Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, uh, but anyway, some some yeah. translations are from the right. Septuagint. Uh, but anyway, so like the that. church fathers, you know, they kind of these are the sixty six books that we believe are from God with His authority, inspired by God. In others, they would say, you know, they're good and historical, but the, we don't think right. they're inspired by God. And, and so you you can do some research on all that, and that's a it's a good study. It's a deep study, and if what you, made the final cut? And you have to be. I'm gonna tell everybody to be careful on the Book of Enoch because you can find a ton of information on the book itself, but not all of the information is good. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look, right. And I'm just gonna throw this out: you put Book of Enoch on YouTube, you can spend about five hours worth of of just watching videos yeah. of people talking about it, and and. Yeah, I mean, how do you know it's reliable, and right? So, so Jude, Jude, Jude's not saying the Book of Enoch is inspired by God. He's saying that Enoch prophesied this. It, basically, the judgment's coming, mm-hmm. uh, and so that—that's all he's saying. We can have faith that Enoch prophesied that because it's in the right. Word of God. But he's not saying that all of Enoch, you know, go get First Enoch and read it because it's no. He's not saying that. Right. And we quote. You know, we yeah. We'll, we'll, Josephus was a historian. Yeah, pretty good one. Jewish Tacitus. Historian. You got Josephus. You have Tacitus. You have all these guys who are historians that weren't. Yeah, that didn't do religious writing. So we we would look at their material to, for dating and right. facts and, and and say that it verifies some things, but yeah. we, we wouldn't say they're on. Someone's part. gonna te- someone's gonna check me on that, Enoch. But but from from the biggest thing that I remember in my Old Testament survey class about that specifically was when they were talking about Genesis and they were talking about lineages and they were talking about some of these things, it was that Enoch would have been alive to hear Adam tell this story. So what he wrote down, so it was extremely beneficial to use for dating or for, and, and if Enoch was close enough with God that he liked him so well, he just took him, I'd say he probably had some good things to say. Yeah. To write down anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the biblical writers, sometimes, I mean, Paul sometimes quoted the poets there in, Right. Act 17 at uh, Mars Hill uh, about, uh, you know, your poets. And so, again, they're not saying that all that, but they we use extra biblical stuff sometimes, historically right. speaking. Sure. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Pilgrim's Progress, Mere Christianity. Mm-hmm. Some of those are good writings, commentaries, 
but we don't put those on the same level as scripture but right. but but we believe they're true and so sure i don't know if that just made it muddy i don't you know i don't think so i think well, i mean and, and i didn't it was one of the later uh subjects that i had was the reliability of the new testament i'm going back to a lot of my, my school stuff here but uh the reliability of the new testament it was one of those things where they kind of did a survey outside of yeah uh, of that school of my school and they said hey do you believe that there's a lot of information like you you're not questioning the fact that julius caesar was a person right and they're like no of course he was a person they said why do you think that there's a question about jesus being a real person at one time and they were like well, I mean, I guess because of the Bible, there's more outside reference oh, to Jesus sure. than there is to Julius Caesar. And it's like, well, of course, I didn't know that at the time. And I was like, well, yeah. how can you? So so it's one of those things. They use extra biblical sources because, and I think it's important too, because if I want to talk to somebody who is not using this, this is where I'm arguing from. But if yeah. the person I'm talking to isn't using this, it's kind of important for me to know some extra biblical stuff to say, sure. hey, man, how about this? And, yeah, you know, people would say, well, yeah. How about Josephus? You, and how about? Only thing you got is the Bible. Well, we, Actually. we have the Bible, but we have more. <laughs> right. And Josephus, right. a Jewish historian, he's not a Christian. No, he wasn't. And yet he records Christos. And, and I don't think, it was, he's in Tacitus too, right? And Tacitus wasn't at the time, but he ended up becoming a, yeah. a believer, yeah. I believe. I, I, again, I'm just trying to recall this from memory, so I'm probably not even actually telling the truth. But I'm trying. I'm just going back to what I learned. Yeah, yeah. So, in <laughs> uh, uh, apologetics, I mean, you you look at uh, I mean, you yeah. you look at historians and other things to say well, it's not just the scriptures. Right. Uh, there, the other historians would attest to the fact that uh, Jesus and a lot of other things that. The well, I mean, if you want to talk about really going back and 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 looking at and comparing, my favorite Old Testament. If you go to Daniel. And you go, here's Alexander the Great. Here's who this is talking about. And it's like, hey, this is time period wise and exactly when this would have been. And, and you know, you can kind of match that up. Of course, when Daniel wrote it down, none of it had happened yet. And now here we are. Yeah. 3,000 years into the, you know, I think approximately 3,000 years later, we can look back and go, oh, this yeah. matches perfectly with this. And yeah. this matches perfectly with this. Isaiah about Cyrus. <laughs> right. Sending the people back home. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, be Jude's big thing is contend for the faith, watch out for pretenders, false teachers, and uh, show. Those were the the main things I think from Sunday. Yeah, I think I thought you did again. I thought you did good. You who did you go back and talk about? You you talked about Enoch. Uh, you even mentioned uh, Cain, Cain, and Balaam. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, ba- Balaam. I mean, that's a lot of stuff in there about Balaam and, yeah. and his intent, and he's the one that rode the donkey, and the donkey spoke to him, and yeah. I, I didn't have time to cover all that, but, uh, you know, he's an interesting figure. He is. He's a prophet, uh, wanted to gain, he wanted to curse Israel so he could get the money from Balak, but God right. wouldn't let him, and then he about what? killed him, and the donkey stopped him from... You, you glanced over it. But I think it's important sometimes too. I, I haven't been asked a question before about this: the the sacrifices given to God from Cain and Abel. You, I think we take advantage, or t- take well, take advantage. We we take for granted that people just know the story of Cain and Abel, right? Yeah. There there may be some people sitting out there that yeah. that do not. Um, so Cain is the first child born of Adam and Eve, right. and then Abel's his brother. Right. And uh, Cain brought a sacrifice of from the ground, and Abel brought a 
animal sacrifice, and God accepted Abel's, and God didn't accept Cain's. And so people sometimes want to know, well, why didn't God accept his? And, I mean, I think God must have communicated what he wanted. You would think, well, I mean, you would think so. If he didn't accept one and accepted the other. Yeah, and regularly in the scriptures is the blood, the the life's in the blood, and Mm -hmm. sin coughs something, and, uh, and again, God took an animal to clothe Adam and Eve in their in their sin, and Abel brought from the the first of his of his animals. And it says that specifically. Yeah. I and the, not that not that I don't want to cut you off, but no. uh, I'll get into uh, some discussions with some people who I mean, this is a big sovereignty of God argument, right? This is a big scripture used when people talk about the sovereignty of God. Well, why did he? Of course, you then you get to you know Isaac, I loved Esau, I hated, or you know. Or Jacob, I loved Esau, I hated. Um, but he said specifically in, in the scripture that that Abel brought the best yeah. that he had. Yeah. It didn't say that Cain did. He said he offered a sacrifice and yeah. Cain and Abel brought the best. And and he God said if you do well, right, you'll be received. And so apparently he decided I'll do it my way mm-hmm. instead of what God said. Yeah. And uh, God doesn't take our leftovers. Uh, <laughs> he, he don't want the blemished. He don't want, you know, he uh, apparently, apparently Cain knew what he wanted. Right. And he decided to do it his way. Right. And then he's angry, jealous. He kills his brother. I mean, that, and that's so, if you think about that, that, that's the very beginning. Right. And so we got this, I'm going to kill my brother. Yeah. Because God didn't accept, you know, and we think, uh, I'm not going to say he, you know, he didn't even have a gun, but, uh, uh, you know, if you got e- evil in your heart, you're yeah. gonna, it's going to come out. And yeah. all the way back then, yeah. he killed his brother. And uh, so you can read about that. Korah, we talked about Korah. Korah didn't yeah. like Moses getting all the attention from God. Yeah. And uh, God opened up the earth and took him out. I was, <laughs> anytime, this is, anytime and that, that comes up, I think about. Uh, Moses, the the movie, the big four hour big movie where that yeah. the thing just swirls around yeah. and sucks him right in there. Yeah. So there's a lot of stories in here. I mean, any, any of them you could have took a whole time. Sure. Uh, but Jude's saying you you all know these stories, right? You know about Balaam. You know about Korah. You know about uh, these Cain. Uh, learn from them. Right. <laughs> learn about rebellion and and disobedience and. Uh, What's pride do again, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're looking at uh, he's getting all the, you know. Yeah. Moses is getting all the, the the praise and all this other stuff, and it's you know, and Balaam, I, I'm going to do it for me. I want the money. Yeah. I want the, you know, I want this. Cain is I want I want God. I, I'm jealous of, of yeah. Abel. I want God to like my love my sacrifice the most. Yeah. You know that's pride. That's and pride, right? And that's selfishness. The human. Yeah, yeah. And so we we want to see those things in our own hearts as well. Right. Because we all got some of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> got some in there. So we'll finish up. I think we'll finish up, Jude. I was going to do the 24 and 25 by itself, but I, I think we'll finish up this week. And uh, it's, been, it's been good for me to study all this. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. And so love for you to come. And uh, <laughs> we had the, we had a big discussion about James and and Jude in Sunday school. My Sunday school class is awesome, man. But sometimes they'll ask me questions like that. That's one you kind of got to prepare for a little bit, you know. what I mean, yeah. some some of the questions. And then we got on to the 
why the Catholic people don't believe because we have uh, some Catholic folks who were raised Catholic are now in our Sunday school class and members of our church. And um, I had to kind of, I kind of go through that. But just going back to, you know, introducing yourself as Jude, Jesus's brother. Yeah. And, and yeah. St- you know, so some would believe Mary never had yes. that sexual was kinda, relations yeah. Yeah. at all that, or had any other children. Yeah. And so I've had that discussion with, when I used to teach from mid they'd be like, yeah. what do you mean? Well, Jesus said brothers, and I'm like, what? So it says his sisters and it, brothers. Well, it start, yeah, it started out as it, I think it was kind of one of those things where we talked about James and Jude, and it, your, something in your sermon came up. Somebody went to first service and it said something, and and they had asked about um, Jesus's brother, and they were like, "Well," I said, "The whole thing is kind of flawed a little bit." I said because if Joseph Joseph wasn't actually Jesus's father, then James and Jude weren't actually his brothers either at all and they were like yeah and i was like yeah so for them to be considered brothers it had to be for mary yeah and, I, and still half brothers obviously because they did obviously different fathers but you know it was one of those things like they wouldn't really be his brothers at all and and then we got into that like well what catholics believe and i said well they you know kind of believe that mary never had any children so yeah it, you know it's, yeah. A, it's an interesting what and you know when I get up there, he might be like, hey, man, you had this all wrong. But <laughs> well, not if it says it in it. Right, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They, so they knew each other. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So, um, yeah, I think. So give us a little tease. If you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> do you know what you mean? So <laughs> give us a little tease about what's coming after Jude. And then. So we got. Uh, I think I'm going to do. A, we, got, we got revival um, August 29th. That's a good lead on one. And uh and so I, I think I'm gonna do a kind of a revival message the week before mm-hmm. and the week after. And then we the twelfth we got the outside service. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think I'm gonna do the at least the first six chapters of Daniel uh <gasps> after that. So I'm very excited about that. I don't think I can get all of Daniel before Christmas season, but I'm gonna do six and then do the, the, the they kind of divide pretty What's, good, six and, and Yeah, I think seven the, is where is yeah. where is that where Nebuchadnezzar writes the letter and basically talks about his salvation or how Daniel's kind of I think that's yeah. chapter seven yeah so the the prophecy part the end time stuff is it's eight, kind of eight, like eight, eight to the end twelve yeah. yeah so I think I'll do the first six chapters and uh, the good stuff and uh, yeah so you got a, you got a lot of classic Bible stories in the first yeah, six some, the, fir- got the yeah, fiery the, furnace and the lion's den and you got the first six are, are easier to preach than the, yeah. than the <laughs> I, I'm not preached to Daniel before I've studied it but haven't I'm not, you not ever preached to it so i'm looking forward to that well i'm going to tell you this it's my, we already talked about it. it's my favorite old testament book so i'm going to hold you to a higher standard on that yeah well i'm gonna lord willing help me to lord help me to <laughs> dig it out and I'm, I'm looking forward to it like i said i've i've studied i've planned on preaching in daniel for a long time i just don't ask any questions during your service because i will answer them <laughs> i thought it's my favorite one so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna yell it out i was i was trying to prompt people in the first and when you ask who you know who does what? What do, what do you right, remind, remind you of? of? I kept going. You say Jesus. Say God. Yeah, I'm say like, Jesus. Golly. <laughs> what do you? Yeah. What do you? What do you? Yep. Now, if you just said verily, verily, every Baptist would have known that. Yeah, yeah every they, Baptist they would have got that, that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what else is so? What we've got revival coming up August 29th through September 3rd. Okay, and then we got uh, all the fall ministry starting back. The Wednesday night after Labor Day, so yeah. that's exciting. And the kids and the grief share and, yeah. and the men's study, the women's, and just uh, a lot of good stuff this fall. And uh, we're excited about that. We got school starting up here in our county next next, n- next week. 
Yep. Next week. Is, how's Miss Jenny doing? She's ready. Yeah, she's already been going about every day. So I think Jacob kind of already started my, for them. Yeah, you know, my brother's a teacher at, over at uh, um, Cooper, and he started Friday or Monday. I think he's been all day, and he's yeah. been kind of going in yeah. and out and getting so, everything ready. Summer's over. Yeah, but, it's uh, the first we. It, we mentioned I mentioned this. This is the first year in like twenty years, I think, that Tina and I have not had a child getting ready to go back to school. Oh yeah. So you know, normally fair week was like end of summer, here comes yeah. school, and this year we're just kinda like Yep. <laughs> what do we what what do we do now? What do we do now? Yep. It is funny. Isn't so what well, I, I don't think if we I'm trying to think if we missed anything. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. We need a baptism this week. I know. We we've got a week we know baptisms, but I don't know. Maybe the Lord will do something. He might. Yeah, he he might. Praise the Lord. We got a lot going on. I'm, I, it's exciting. It's exciting. I told, I told somebody, I said, man, if we could just stay out of the way. Amen. Just stay out of the way. Amen. You want pray us out? Yes, sir. All right. Lord, we just thank you so much for this discussion, and, and we just thank you just for your word. And uh, going through a book that maybe a lot of people might not have kind of uh, uh, been into yet, Lord, just seeing uh, all the application that we have today that, that, that is inside of this book. And we just thank you for that, and Lord, just uh, ask you just to continue to open our hearts and open our minds to your word. And um, Lord, we just thank you for the way that you're expanding our church and and how you're just continually blessing us with with people and and with people becoming. Christians, Lord, we're just so awesome to see, and, and we thank you so much for that. Lord, we want to do always, as always, lift up uh, the prayer requests that we have. We've got people kind of getting um, test results, and we've got people that are kind of that are sick and, and recovering, and still going through treatments. So we just want to ask that you just come into all those situations, and we just ask for your will to be done. Most importantly, but we want to ask for healing and and uh, comfort in all of those. And Lord, we just again thank you for your Son Jesus and what He does for us. It's in His name we pray. Amen. Amen.